Hey, hon. Episode four. Yes, yes. Well, I guess we better go through the the ins and outs of the announcement. Why is it the ins and outs of the announcement? It's it identifies who we are. But you make it sound like it's such a terrible thing. It's a process. What's the process? What's the process? Loving you is a process. Oh, I agree with that. Ditto on that. (laughs) Hi, I'm you. I'm John Hughes. And I'm Kenya Hughes. And together, Together, we are are the Hughes. Bum, bum, bum. Why do you say it's a process? It is a process. Why? Why? Because we're in the closet, 4 o'clock in the morning, (laughs) and tired. (laughs) And we're doing our podcast. So listen, you guys that are listening, or that will listen. So we're trying to be consistent. Right? Right. And being consistent so that we post our podcast on time. Sometimes you have to do things that you don't want to do, right? So, like, get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. And do a whole bunch of stuff that don't have nothing to do with our podcast because you're sleepy. Like what? Just just mindless things that you're doing. Whatever. Okay. Episode 4. What happens after you say, I do? Well, after you say I do, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> you are trapped. Not trapped. You are like trapped like trapped like Dungeons and the Dragon trap. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, guys. Really, guys. That really, is real. Really. What do you do after you say I do? Run. First of all, oh, that's so nice. That's not nice, honey. First of all, we have to recognize that when you say I do, that you are marrying your best friend and you've committed to your best friend. That best friend will be your confidant, your lover, your person, the person that you decide to walk through life with forever. Yeah. And that is an incredible moment in time that all your friends and loved ones will see and witness. And most for most most of all, the covenant that you create with God. And for me, it was the, one of the most important moments in my life. Right. I mean, marriage is one of those things where it is wonderful. I mean, sometimes it does get a bad rap, so I shouldn't have said run, but there are some people that have ran. It especially gets a bad rap for people that maybe um, have not had a successful run at marriage the first time around. Woo! I think it's... Is that a pleasant way to put it? That's a pleasant way to put it. Okay. I think the misconception is, is that people go go into marriage thinking that it's going to be all roses. I think it's going to be like magical. Like every morning you're going to wake up and your mate's going to just look beautiful and their breath is going to smell like roses Mm-mm. and then they're going to come in the room and you're going to get breakfast in bed Mm-mm. and everyone's going to be happy and that's how marriage is going to be lies lies they're lying to you the truth is you're going to go to bed on good terms hopefully you're going to wake up the next morning <clears throat> 
and you, if you really love that person, you will not speak to them until you brush your teeth because your breath is going to smell like Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, it ultimately depends on what you had the night before. And having breakfast with your, with your significant other in the morning before you got, go to work is going to be a very unique moment in time where not many people will have the opportunity to do because everybody got to work and communicating communicating and going through daily life and the ins and outs and the things that stress you out you will have to learn to communicate that with your loved one especially when you both don't agree right communication is the key and sometimes it is a struggle it can be very hard to communicate with one another especially when you are used to being by yourself when you are set in your ways and you don't think that anybody can tell you what to do and you think that you are right and your answer is always right you have to be able to compromise and you have to be able to listen to what your partner is saying and be open to suggestions. And you can't really care about the small things. So a lot of times, the little things we can make into big things. And in the in marriage, they're not necessarily the big things, right? So what you think is a big thing is not going to be a big thing to your spouse. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it needs to go this way. But it doesn't matter. And then here's the other thing that you have to recognize. That a lot of times the things and the issues that you have, right, in your marriage, they're not necessarily about their spouse. They're about you. Your ego is a killer. But not even that your ego is a killer, right? So I was talking to my girlfriend the other day. And we were talking and I was like, gosh, I'm so frustrated. I had to clean my house. I think John had a pair of shoes out, and I was just like, ugh. But then I was like, but you need to clean the house. You have stuff out, too. But because you're not happy with what you have going on at that time, then you take it out on your spouse. That ain't your spouse's fault. It's not their fault. So you have to remember and check yourself. When you have things going on, you have to just remember, is it about them or is it about me? Is it something that I'm ha- unhappy with in myself? So here's the dynamics of of how, and this is just a suggestion how it should be set up in your household. Okay, I take the role of husband very seriously. Um, I see myself as the priest of my home. I lead my family to righteousness. I lead my family to to the proper support, the proper leadership, the proper the proper love that needs to be exercised on a regular basis. I lead my family in prayer. I lead my family in protection and covering. I provide a financial covering. I provide a spiritual covering. I provide um, a place of sanctuary for my family. Um, I think um, I think also that my family is not a family unless my wa- my wife is walking side by side, not behind me, not in front of me, not beneath me, 
not above me, but side by side. Right. And we have, so when, and walking side by side, ladies, you have to still, right? Because sometimes, especially my generation, we have these type A personalities. Mm. What? Double, triple type A, because that's me. What? That has to be in control of everything. What? Remember, ladies, that we're still walking side by side. Say it again. You're still walking side by side. Mm. You're not leading. You're side by side in the marriage and in the relationship. And this isn't just for marriages. This is for relationships also. If you're in a, a steady relationship, if you're in a relationship where it looks like it's leading to marriage, then these are things, one, these are things that you can expect after you get married, what we said in the beginning. But some of the things that John and I just talked about, those are things that while you're in your relationship leading up to marriage, these are things that you need to also be aware of and be mindful of. Because here's the thing, marriage is work. It is hard work. It is not a nine to five, not a eight to four, not a seven to three. It's a midnight to midnight. <laughs> whether you're at work, whether you're at home, you're still working on your marriage, right? Because you don't know what your spouse has going on. You don't know what you're coming home to. He doesn't know what he's coming home to. So you're working every day at the marriage. And when you come home each day or when your spouse gets home, if you stay at home, you want to greet them in a loving manner. That can be challenging. Okay, so here's the harsh realities of of what, what happens when the things don't go the right way. So... Most adults have married only once. 54% of men and 60% of women had married once. 13% of men and women had married twice. 3% had married three or more times. So you see that number decrease down as you move in the number of uh, how many times you've gotten married. So that tells you something that... People intend on being married one time. They, 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 they had the impression, the desire, the want to being married to the one and only the rest of their life. You know, why didn't that work? Why did it fall apart? What were the things that prevented it from turning into the forever relationship? Um, you, you, you have to talk about in, infidelity. Um, 17% of divorces in the United States are caused by infidelity. Um, I've come to realize that the the piece about infidelity is a piece about me personally. Now, this, this is just what, what John is saying from We Are The Hughes. It's a place of selfishness. It's a place of not being provided the attention that that person needs uh, it's a place uh, where you feel lonely. It's a place where you feel like you were ignored. But again, ego, what about me? Hey, look at me. Hey, I thought that it was all about me. 
leads to infidelity. Um, I think you have to realize that, number one, just going off of this one piece, that when you marry an individual, you have to know that you're marrying an individual with their own mind, own thoughts, own desires, own will. And you guys have to find that common ground that brings you two together and learn that each of you has a place that needs to be protected. Right. And so protecting the marriage. So when you're protecting the marriage, you're protecting each other from infidelity. Right. Because you are letting that person know I'm here for you. I support you. I want to be with you and you matter. That's all that people want. When you get married, you are saying to that person, and women, when or when, however it works, I mean, we're in 2019 now, so women, if you propose, or men, if you propose, however, whoever proposes to who, you are telling that person you matter. And in that telling them that you matter, you want them to feel like they matter all the time. The problem is that a lot of times people in marriage will forget why they got married. And that's where you lose focus on the marriage. And that's where it leads to infidelity. Um, It leads to distance. Distance, um, physical distance, emotional distance, mental distance. It's all the same. It's distance. And when you don't show that person how much they matter, then that's what happens. And then those are the things that lead to divorce. So you have to make sure that you are committed to your spouse. You have to make sure that you're committed to your marriage. And you have to commit that you are, you have to make sure that you're committed to making it work. Because here's the reality. What happens is we plan this wedding, right? Everybody says, you're getting ladies, you're picking out your wedding dress, you're picking out the flowers, you're going to the tastings, you are meeting with the venues, you've got your girlfriends picking out bridesmaids' dresses, the men are picking out groomsmen tuxes. You're doing all these things, and usually the planning of a wedding can take a year. For some people, it can take two years. For John and I, it took all of three months because I wasn't doing all that. But it takes a long time. So for you have to think about it. For that first year or two years, you're in the planning phase of the wedding. So you're all excited because everything is pretty. All you visualize is that beautiful day when you're going to look beautiful in your dress. You're going to look down the aisle and you're going to see your handsome husband in his tuxedo. And he's going to look down the aisle and see you in your beautiful wedding dress. And all of your friends and all of your family are going to be there. And everyone's going to be smiling and they're going to be talking about how beautiful you look. And then you're going to seal the marriage with a kiss. You're going to take 12,000 pictures, and I mean 12,000 pictures, afterwards. Then you're going to go to the reception. You're going to dance. You're going to laugh. You're going to have a good time. You're going to go on your honeymoon for some of you all. And then you're going to get home, and the real work is going to set in. But honey, wait a minute now. You ain't saying nothing about the romance. I I like the, the best part of the marriage was the romance. 
the best part about the marriage was the romance. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> the best part about the marriage was the romance. Clearly, we have some issues, right? He's forgotten. The, the romance is in the honeymoon. You still have romance after. I am talking about all of these beautiful things that you have set up to do before your wedding. And then the wedding is over. So that jumped right into the little statistic that I wanted to talk about. As we get older in our marriage, then you start seeing some some quite interesting numbers that come into play about age. So the percentage of divorce was highest among men 40 to 59 years old, which is 35%, and among women 40 to 49 years old, 37%. So what is that what what is that telling us? As we get older, as we get older we forget about loving. We forget about you actually have to work at making it work. At as we get older, we have to realize that we have to keep the spark going. Yes. It's two people that's responsible for keeping the fire alive in the dark as the light keepers so that our relationship can see its way through from beginning to end. Keep the fire alive. So both of us got to be stoking this fire all the time, baby. Oh. That's Rom- a... Oh. Romance time. Oh. oh. Let us pause for a brief interlude. <laughs> wake up wake <laughs> up I think it's I think what happens to a lot of relationships is that we forget to look for that sparkle in our significant other's eyes the reason why we got got married in the first place the reason why we fell in love we have to be careful that the reason why we're getting married is not physical it's emotional and spiritual the physical part of it is the gift when everything else is working right. Mm, that's good. That is that's that's really good. You know, people will forget why they got married, and you and a lot of times, like in in business and like in life coaching, right? You hear people say they'll ask, like, er, "So I'm I'm a sales manager." So a lot of times when I'm talking to sales people and, you know, we're trying to get them motivated and encouraged, we'll say, um, I'll say, what's your why? Why are you here? Why are you doing? Listen, in sales, you work some long, crazy hours, right? Oh, Lord. Very long, crazy hours. But you got to have a reason why you're there. So I'll ask them, what's your why? Why are you doing what you do? And in marriage, you have to ask that same question. What is your why? Why did you get married? And a lot of times people don't want to have the hard conversations because marriage is hard. Why are you staying? Right? Why are you committed to this person? And not in a bad way, but you have to sometimes ask yourself that question because we can oftentimes get caught up in ourselves in our own feelings and think that it's about us. So you got to go back to that why. 
What was the reason why I got married? Why do I love my spouse? Why do I want to stay married? And ask yourself, what's your why? That should be your question in marriage. Honey, that's incredible. Um, a good friend of mine, I call him my confidant. He's a great orator, a great businessman, a great business guru. He has a book out um, about what's your buzz. And um, I, I tend to use that term in every aspect of my life. And you also have to ask yourself about or identify what's your buzz in your relationship because you have to know what makes it happen, what makes it tick, what makes it go. Um, and, and also it's about attracting positive energy, a, po- a positive flow, people who keep you positive, people who keeps you from speaking negativity into your life. And you have to speak positivity into your relationship and everything that you do, you have to be your significant other's biggest fan. Yes. Number one coach. You have to keep doing that. And that's a never-ending job. You cannot forgive, for forsake what you guys intended this relationship to be. And that relationship is meant to be everything. A lot of people think that just because we're in a relationship now and we're married now, that's it. We're supposed to go through the process. There's certain cultures that believe that the man is the lead of the house and what he says goes. And I don't agree with that. I think that there is a very delicate compromise in every single aspect of the relationship that must be nurtured, must be cultivated, and must be taken care of every single day. Absolutely. We have to we have to stick together. Sometimes John will say this is he'll say um Pull your bootstraps up. Pull your bootstraps. He has these things. Like he'll say, pull your bootstraps up. When marriage gets hard and I'm tired and I get frustrated and I just really want to go to bed and don't talk about anything, he'll say, Kenya, you better pull your bootstraps up and keep it going. And it's hard sometimes to do that. But here's the the thing. I know what I, I know the commitment that I made. I know the commitment that I made to God, and I know the commitment that I made to my husband on July 2nd, 2000, I was about to say 2014. Ooh, Lord, I've been in trouble, because I, I, you wrote that down on the chalkboard, and we keep that as a, as a memorial in our bedroom. I have to look at that. It's 2004, so we've been married 15 years. Great, googly boogly. In July. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. That's a long time of loving, Let me tell you, loving, it, loving it right. One of the seniors at our church passed away last week, and they've been married for 63 years. Woo! 63 years. That's a whole lot of doing it right or a whole lot of doing it wrong, but I think they did it right. They did it right. When you meet couples, I met a couple the other day, and even like um, our pajamas parents are going on 40 and 40 plus years of marriage. And when you think about the sacrifice of 40 plus years mm. to be with one person, you had to have gotten something right. Amen. Amen. You, there's no way that you could not get it right 40 years. 
because you learn a whole bunch of stuff about your significant other that either you like it or you don't. You right. put up with it or you don't. Right. And a lot of stuff you just learn to put up with. So what you saying, man? This is this is a podcast. You just bust out there and say that. There's something you don't like about me? Uh, John, I'm sure that there's things that you don't like about me. You wanted to go down on this podcast. I don't bring care. It, bring it. Bring it. This is a foolishness. We trying to do uplift people to do the podcast. But we, we are uplifting and we're real. We I, tell it like it is. I got you real. We tell it like it is. Till death do us part. We just said that there's no perfect relationship, right? And that there are some things that you may not like about your spouse. But some of those things are actually you. We gonna be together forever. Why does John always tell me that? And just, oh my gosh. And I am just have this visual in my head. I can't even tell you what the visual is. But I have a visual in my head of we gonna be together forever. You know, I'm gonna be that crazy one in the um in the shorts and the in the and the um ankle socks with no shoes and no shirt in the middle of the street, just yelling, Kenya! Please don't. Where you going? Please Where don't. you going? You you shouldn't be ashamed to get out um to go with me. Please don't. Don't you leave me. Mm-mm. Don't. Don't do that. I have a fear of that, you guys. Mm. I really do. But, so this is our, our, our view on marriage. Our view on what it looks like afterwards, after you say, I do. So here is what you have to remember. That after you say, I do, you still got to get through. You still have to push through marriage. You still have to smile, even sometimes when you don't feel like smiling. But it's a beautiful thing. And if you stick with it and you make it work, I cannot tell you all how many friends, co-workers, family members I've had conversations with that have said they are getting divorced, they're leaving, they're separating, whatever it is. Uh, And ladies, most of the time it's us. Well, of course, because it's my girlfriends. I'm sure John has had some of his friends who said the same thing. But you know what? They stuck it out. Most of them have stuck it out. And guess what? It's more beautiful now than it was before. Oh, honey, that's so nice. You believe that? I was going to talk about us. Oh, for real? I was talking about the people that said they were leaving. Oh, okay. And they stuck it out. But our relationship is beautiful, isn't it? Our relationship is beautiful. Yeah, I mean, our relationship is beautiful. You're yeah. going to stick it out, right? Boy, I want too, too much work. Marriage is too much work. We're trying to start over. So, oh, so I'm about to say, I just asked you, are you going to stick it out? Oh, yeah, I'm going to stick it out because it's too much It's too much work. Mm, let me put this hammer down. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Ow! You hurt me. <laughs> it is a lot of it, it's work though, but it's worth the sacrifice. It's definitely worth the sacrifice. I think um I think that marriage is a wrapped up gift with a bow on top that you have to take your time and open up. Mm-hmm. Save the wrapping, save the ribbon. Ooh, save like a baby the, shower. Save the box. 
because you're going to need those things to remind you that it was a gift in the beginning. Oh, that's good, honey. You keep the paper, keep the box. Oh, I like that. You like that? I got I got a lot lots of those, baby. Oh, here he go, y'all. You know. Here he go. To tell you how I feel about you, how important you are to me, and I'm going to be loving you from here to eternity, baby. If y'all could see my face right now. I mean, I know he means it, but like he said, it's like right now it's 4.51 a.m., and we're not morning um, news people. <laughs> we're not morning radio people that are like up... Um, getting paid to do a job or just up right so we counting molars we counting eyelids we sleeping we sleeping but we make it we did it we did it we did it and we're doing this so that we can be consistent like in marriage consistency is key and that's the truth that's the that is truly the game changer in marriage consistency be consistent in the things that you do. 15 years, I'm still working on that. There's a lot of things that I fail at, and that's probably one of them. And I'm working on it, and I can tell you that in on Saturday, I'll be 44, just putting that plug out there. Uh-oh, Cinco de Mayo! That already passed. What I know, but, but you know how you was the entire month. You just be out of control. John just be yelling random stuff. But my goal for 44 is more is to be consistent, to be disciplined, to be focused. Like I'm gonna be up like a crazy person. Too late, too late. You already crazy. I am crazy. Trying to get my house together because, like, when you turn another age, it really is like a new year. It's like New Year's. It's a new your own personal New Year. So I have some goals for myself for 44. And I can't go into 45 like I came into 44. 45 to stay alive. Right. But I can't go into 45 like I did 44. So there are life changes that I have to make for myself personally and for my marriage. So part of working on my marriage is being consistent in some things. And that's going to be part of my life and my mantra for 44. Well, like you said, honey, you can't go into the next the next part of your life, the next age, birthday of your life without consistency. And that's what we here the Hughes are about. We're about love, marriage, and relationship. And we want everyone out there that's listening out there in the Hughes land to know that we love you. We care for you. Give us your comments, your concerns. Talk to us. Give us a a a star or two on the reviews on We Are the Hughes. We're on all social media platforms except Twitter. We haven't gotten to Twitter yet. But that's all good. We'll get there sooner or later. Like us on Facebook. Like us on Instagram. We're there for you. We are the Hughes. My lovely wife, who I love to death. We'll be celebrating her birthday this weekend with her mom. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be a wonderful weekend. Mother's Day weekend. And shout out to my mom, who I love so much. Martha Hughes. I love you, lady. And... Before it gets too late, till too the late. Ne- t- well, it's already too late. Till the next episode, I'm John Hughes and I'm Kenya Hughes, and together we are the Hughes. Good night. <laughs>